Krakoa Radio presents Hello everyone, welcome back to the Donovan Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the best books in the current X-Men line. I'm your host, Nick, accompanied by my very awake co-host. Yeah, I'm totally awake, man. Um, this is Josh, and you said we're covering the very best in the X-Line. Mm, not so much today. Not exactly. Last week, listeners, you may remember, we had a great batch of books, just consistently, like Sword, and the main X-Men, and Trial of Magneto. Chips. This week, we definitely have books. Yeah, we got some stories. We definitely uh, have stories that are written on paper. Yeah. Art um, is involved. Oh, art is definitely involved for sure. Some um, good, some bad. Yeah. Uh, some yeah. confusing. Yeah. So tell them, tell them what shitty books we're talking about this week, my friend. Today, we're covering Marauders number 23, which also might be the worst issue I think they've ever done to Marauders. It's up there, but uh, I'll, I'll get to it in a couple there. seconds. Uh, Wolverine number 15, which was definitely a book. Uh, <laughs> Children of the Atom 6, and also retroactively 5 and 4. Feels like 18. And X-Force number 22, which was also considered Swamp Thing number 8. I don't know. We'll get to that too. Swamp Thing? Basically. Jesus. Anyway, we'll get there. We'll get there. I know I'm more of the DC person on this, but like x-force was basically a swamp thing book it was weird yeah i can see that based on what i remember x-force getting up to i'll give you details later yeah i know you will i know you will let's kick it off with some breaking news it was announced last week that we're getting saber tooth number one spoiler for people waiting to see if he shows up in inferno he will obviously he will and a couple weeks ago and, and time is relative, so this could have been a year ago. But yeah. not too long ago, Jonathan Hickman had a quote where he was like, I don't like solicits in previews yeah. because a lot of the stuff that we're trying to like make big, be big reveals story-wise just gets spoiled months ahead of time. Like the trial of fucking Magneto. Like yeah. the death of Scarlet Witch. Like the fucking fact that Sabretooth is coming back. You know what I mean? Like these yeah. things are things that would be best served after the... But you, the way the publication works you have to like put pre-orders in 17,000 months before the goddamn book even comes out. So yeah. yeah. So it's bullshit. But uh, how are you feeling about a saber tooth book mixed? I forgot who's writing it. Me too. Yeah. If it's Benjamin Percy, I'll have some, it was not, it was not, it was finally not (laughs) Benjamin Percy. (laughs) Um, I do feel a similar way about how the industry works with, um, with previews now. And actually, As someone who reads the current um, Power Ranger books, there's a big war leading up to a big war in the books right now. Mm -hmm. And the previews have been spoiling what happens in the war. And the writer came out and said, like, I really wish he's like, if you guys don't want anything spoiled, just don't look at covers. Don't look at any news about it and just keep picking up the book. That's the best way to do it. Because without that, it's only two books he's writing. Imagine Mm -hmm. this X line that has like 80,000 books. I know things have been getting spoiled. I knew who died before the issue came out because on the fucking cover yeah yeah i mean and it's got to be worse for things like marvel and dc because they're such big properties that they love to get the media attention by making these big announcements that get all this fucking clickbait and then two months later there's the book and you're like yeah i was hyped about it a month ago man but now yeah (laughs) exactly it's very it's very weird (laughs) and i missed the days when at least it have like here's avengers number whatever top secret that's yeah it. right why can't we do that shit they did it like two years ago and they just <clears> stopped <throat> doing it yeah but that was great when it's like oh i know it's important because it's a big question mark that's top secret and then i even yeah. tell me a description yeah or it's it a says, vague description or like or yeah something's like oh this is going to be a big event or you guys aren't going to believe what's going to happen next like the, just, the, Aven- the avengers face their greatest challenge like themselves yeah <laughs> like just a vague thing but now it's like all right in front of you the avengers face their greatest task therapy therapy because they all have some kind of parental issues um yeah that's so yeah idea. that that was some big news i heard you have a little scoop that i didn't read about I, I wouldn't call it a scoop so much i, I didn't do any scooping um but the uh fine folks at adventures in poor taste they did they did some scooping they had an interview with 
um, I don't know if you heard of this guy. His name is Jonathan Hickman. They had it sounds a, vaguely familiar, right? Yeah, yeah. Is it French? Um, I believe so. I think it's Hickman. 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 Hilomou. Ça va? So anyway, um, here's the part that stuck out to me when talking about Sabretooth, because uh, I don't fucking like this, what he's about to say. So he says, uh, when the line, the line is going to continue, uh, the line is going to look a lot different after Ben Percy's 10 lives and 10 deaths of Wolverine book starts in January. Motherfucking that book's going to be important. Jesus Christ. God damn it. So basically what Hickman is saying is that book is going to kick off probably like another, the, the next set of events that are happening. It's like, God fucking damn it. So I guess I'm getting 10 lives and 10 deaths. Jesus Christ. I'll get, I'll get issue one of both. And, I'll, and then you'll judge. Yeah. And then I'll see. I'll see what's up. You'll be the judge if it's actually important or not. Yeah. Speaking of, I don't, I don't think we ever got your take on this because we haven't, we haven't recorded in a while. How are you feeling about a potential Wolverine video game coming out here, man? Yes. I I'm hyped because the Spider-Man game is fantastic. It's the same yeah. company. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they only showed like a little teaser. Yeah. That was crazy. The bit. idea of a Spider-Man of a Wolverine video game by the same company who made Spider-Man. First of all, I'm wondering what's the location. Yeah. Cause like, Spider-Man, you know, he can swing around New York. Like Wolverine has to get on his motorcycle. Yeah, I was gonna say Logan, he's not a one city cat, you know what I mean? Like that motherfucker like, gets around. I imagine a lot of forests, a lot of like X Mansion, maybe. Oh yeah. I'm I'm thinking and here I maybe I'm not thinking. Maybe this is what I want. So you gotta have you gotta have the, the frozen Canadian countryside. Yeah, gotta Weapon have X that. facility. Yep. Gotta have Weapon X, gotta have some Japan. And then what I'm really hoping is we get some Madripoor action. Imagine cool. Madripoor in a fucking video game, man. I, yeah. I want it to be more like a... Instead of like how Arkham games or Spider-Man game is like, oh, it's a one big open world city. Mm-hmm. I want open world sections. So you can yes. fast travel to Japan. You can fast travel to the x Mansion. You can fast travel to Canada. Yeah, and those are big open worlds. When yeah, fast travel. that's what that's what I'm hoping it's like as well. But yeah. wouldn't it be funny because because Wolverine, because it's Wolverine and we've learned since 1993, I think that Wolverine can be in multiple places at the same time. Wouldn't it be crazy <laughs> if, if like the story took place at the same time in a bunch of places? Like how is he like- all over? The, how is he all over the place? He's on the gold team. He's on the blue team. He's got a solo book going. How the fuck is he getting around? And I hope he has some like flashback missions. Like, dude, give me a World War II fight scene. Dude, where I can wreck motherfuckers in World dude, War II. That's gonna be nuts. And I, I'm, I think more than anything, because you know, I, I, it's, it's hard for me to get hyped for a fucking Wolverine anything. Hmm. But I am hyped for supporting characters. Oh, there's yeah. gonna be so much shit thrown into this game. Absolutely, all kinds of X Men Easter eggs that I'm very excited to watch you unlock. <laughs> well it's funny because i'm playing the miles morales game right now and they already announced that the next game the actual official spider-man 2 you mm-hmm. can switch back and forth between miles and peter yeah imagine if you can go between laura and wolverine in the next game uh, Logan that, in the next game. that'd be fucking nuts that'd be so I'm, I'm yeah i can't wait to see how they work with it like gameplay wise because also a big part of spider-man is all his tech and like how he uses it i upgrades mm-hmm. it Wolverine's just Wolverine. Like, you yeah. don't have tech. No, I have tech. How do you upgrade Rage? You know, Berserker <laughs> mode. One of the most underrated games ever is the Wolverine Origins video game. It's a million times better than the actual movie. I remember when I first showed it to my, my girlfriend, she was blown away because, like, in the game, when he takes damage from a bad guy, you see his skin peel and then grow back. Oh, wow. Like in mid game, blood and chunks are falling off him mm. and growing back as the heel bar heals. It's yeah. really creative. And the game ends better than the movie. You have to like jump out of a plane and like speed through the head of the very first ever made Sentinel. Oh, wow. Like it's really fun and totally yeah. different from the movie. They just basically said, like, oh, uh, yeah, movie happened, whatever. We're going to do our so own how- story. That raises a strong argument. And then we'll get to these books. Um, how the fuck do you put Wolverine in a video game? You know what I mean? Like, so just unlimited lives? Like, you just don't die? 
I mean, yeah, video game rules, eventually he dies. But, like, the way they made it work with his regenerate, with regen and everything was really mm-hmm. creative. And a game yeah. from original Xbox. Or, no, yeah. 360. From 360. Like, Speaking of. Really good. Oh, my God. Speaking of original Xbox. If mm-hmm. the Wolverine game wasn't enough for me to kind of think about getting a PS5, fucking remaking Knights of the Old Republic sure as fuck is going to get me a goddamn yeah, PS5. Yeah, it definitely did. The, uh, the fucking raging erection i got when i saw that they are finally yeah finally redoing it and not and i heard they're not changing anything they're just updating the fucking graphics i heard they're changing the gameplay which is going to be my big deciding factor mm, i, do I not don't know like if i gameplay. like this i do not i you know how much i love star wars i love uh-huh. the lore of the old republic i fucking hate mmos and i hate the gameplay of the original night the second one had better gameplay worse story I can't believe we're. I can't believe what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> I can't believe this. Now, I, I hear where you're coming from because I traditionally do not like role playing combat um, mechanics. But I, there is not a thing about the Knights of the Old Republic <laughs> game that I dislike. I bought two Xboxes because one fucking died on me, so I had to go buy another one. <laughs> I bought two Xboxes. Did you so get the red eye of death. <laughs> yes, God, a fucking original Xbox was the worst. <laughs> God, that Xbox was. Oh God! Uh, original, see. original Xbox first two games: Jet Set Radio, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh wow! Both great choices. Yeah, holla. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no Wolverine game definitely sounds great. Yeah. Nintendo Republic, better gameplay than sounds fantastic. They also announced Spider Man Two. All this made me go, yeah. I guess I'm getting a PS5 now. Guess like, I'm getting a fucking PS5. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Ironically, Knights of Republic was originally exclusive on Xbox. I know yeah. that would oh, fucking chef's kiss that they got away from that awful company. I hate. I have never. I have never purchased another Xbox since then. I love my Xbox. I think it's the best for apps, not games. Ironically, yeah. I hate apps going through apps on playstation compared oh, to yeah. xbox yeah no it sucks xbox but... is so much more smoother anyway comics anyway X-Men. what are we here for comics all right so yeah. you're kicking Again. us off with marauders number 23 go for it yeah it's not a great week uh people are gonna really appreciate that video game talk more than this yeah. um hi let's talk about like, let's talk about marauders 23 we got jerry duggan we got um a, a new artist speaking of art we got an artist named uh ivan I'm going to say Fiorelli. Um, Fiorelli. Fiorelli. I can do that. I'm, I'm part Italian. Uh, Nick I'm can't. not. Nick was just being racist. Um, yep. And, and we allow that. We allow some level of racism here. On the I get more Facebook. room for being black. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that seems fair. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Marauders 23 opens with Emma feeling sorry for herself. She's uh, lamenting about how her party was ruined. <laughs> oh, the- murder happened. <laughs> I threw the best party in the world and some motherfucker came by and blew up my boat. Oh, yeah. And they murdered the Scarlet Witch. Um, I love there is a panel here of Emma in her like diamond form with her diamond dress looking at the body of Scarlet Witch and just like her hand is on her forehead like Like, oh woe is me (laughs) this bitch had to die at my party Uh, I know like and we've all been there right you're throwing a party and some bitch is fucking dead in the pool and you're like what the fuck is this shit this ruins this really inconvenience in my week I know like what the fuck man we were throwing a rager why'd you go die for her you could die two days later right come on man Um, but anyway so in the midst of this none other than sean cassidy banshee himself telepathically reaches out to uh emma um i don't know how (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna assume and here's here's where i'm gonna come down on this book this book is not great but what this book does is set a reunion between Emma and Sean Cassidy. And I like to believe that Sean Cassidy can still talk to her telepathically from all the years they spent running Gen X together. Oh. <laughs> um, and, and probably fucking. Um, Sadly, when you said that, my immediate thought was the shitty movie. Well, he was in the book, like, too, though. He was in the book, too. Yeah, yeah. But I yeah. never read that book. So, like, yeah. my first thought was, Oh yeah, they were in that movie together. And they were and they were the they were the schoolmasters for the Gen X kids. 
Um, so I, I did appreciate that. And then that did remind me that not too long ago, Sync, OG fucking Generation X member, also mentioned having spoken to Emma about something. So I like that there, there's little... Oh my God. And that was a Jerry Duggan book too. Oh my God. Does this mean we're getting a Jerry Duggan fucking generation X book? Like the original one was Jerry Duggan. The X, the X-Men. No, no. The X-Men book where sync is like, Oh, I talked to Emma. It was like a a generation X reference. This is a generation X thing too. Like I like these little plays that we're showing like, yeah, this team is still. They did that with X factor. I mean, right. X Corp, they did that a lot with X Corp before they actually made it. They just referenced it in like new mutants and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to hopefully getting these generation X characters more involved. I mean, we got Jubilee involved and it, sure. Now we got Banshee, we got sync on a team, which is great. Who knows what the fuck happened to Mondo? Who knows where the fuck uh, chamber is? And I, I, what ha- I always love chamber. Yeah. Chamber is one of my favorites. Uh, I don't know where the fuck Husk is. Uh, what's her? I can't remember her real name. Um, she's one of the. The five. Sam's. What, no, I don't think she's one of the five. She's one of the the fan, the Sam uh, Cannonball. What the fuck is his last name? Sam. Oh. Anyway, so he's that's his sister. Like that's part of their family. I thought she was part of the five. No, don't you have to make a husk for them? No, because she doesn't make husk. She is she. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Egg makes egg. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm just really, I'm just really pumped for all these uh, clues that there might be a Gen X reunion. And if there's not, I'm going to be real sad. Well, are you sad when you saw Cassidy literally blow a man apart? No, that was fucking awesome. It was pretty awesome. (laughs) You kidding me? Not heroic, but pretty awesome. Well, this guy, okay. So we cut to Sean Cassidy fighting some of the, um, uh, what the fuck are they called again? Reavers. Thank you. Um, and again, these aren't real people. They're they're fucking clones. They're half cyborg at this point, if not more. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I don't care that Sean Gasty blew up one of these motherfuckers. So he's he, more machine he, than man now. He's more machine than man. I do. Um so yeah, he's fighting the Reavers. He's outnumbered, he's outgunned. Uh he calls for help to Emma. Emma is like, Oh, baby boy, you know I got you. And so then she's like, all right, but before I send my team to help you, give me some lowdown. So the background is that I forget who now, but somebody tells Sean Cassidy that there's a uh, there's some trouble going down in we Ireland. And, you know, if there's some trouble going down in Ireland, you got to call in Sean Cassidy. Of course. And so famously also an ex Interpol agent. So he knows how to handle some crime shit. So um, and ex basis for the band Interpol, which not many people know that. Um, so he gets there, he uses one of the Krakoan gates, he gets to the factory where they're making this medicine, and all these gangs show up at the same time because they haven't gotten their shipment because there's a big production delay, because you know, shit went shit went south when the Marauder blew up and, and all that and, and all that fun shit. Um, so Sean Cassidy talks everybody down. He's like, Listen, we're all gonna get there, we're all gonna make this work, and before uh he can let cooler hail heads prevail. The Reavers uh, come crashing in. They get in a fight with the other gang. Everybody's shooting at each other. Somebody throws a bomb out of nowhere. Yeah, a bomb appears. <laughs> a bomb appears. And then the Marauders show up just in the nick of time. My my best child of all my children. This one is the best. Um, Lockheed comes flying in, sets everybody on fire. Just takes care of a good chunk of people by blowing them up. And then Emma in the shortest shorts that have ever been drawn comes comes bursting in with Kate, Tempo, and motherfucking Jumbo Carnation is on the Marauders now. This was a a ragtag Marauders team, if you will. It's like, wait, you couldn't find the Marauders, so you got all these other people? But I will tell you, man, uh, Jumbo comes in. Somebody's like, oh, what are you going to do? Give me fashion tips. And he goros the motherfucking shit out of them. He takes all four of his arms and he beats the fuck out of these Reavers. Side note, um, have you watched the animated uh, Mortal Kombat Scorpion movie they made last year? No, I've just heard good things about it, though. It is really good. I watched it over the weekend. It's on HBO Max. Didn't they make a new one come out or is coming out? It's coming out. Or it is out, but it's, you know, like to rent or whatever. It's not on HBO yet. Anyway um so the movie wasn't terrible 
honestly, that movie wasn't it's great. Fun. It was, it was fun. fun. Yeah, it yeah. was silly. It was silly as fuck. And the um the cart the cartoon movie it has that same vibe. It's silly as fuck, but nice. it's pretty good. Anyway, um, so the Marauders fight all these people. Uh, Emma convinces everyone to you know she uses her tele- t- telepathy to mm-hmm. tell everyone to get the fuck out of town. She also clears a, a radius from around this warehouse because um, this bomb can't be disabled. Uh, it, it's just it it is what it is. But luckily, it's the one bomb that can't be disabled, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's in a glass case. What are we gonna do? It's not like fucking Kate Pride can go through it and just short circuit it. Like, isn't that how she? Isn't that what Kate does and everything? She just walks through a computer and the computer don't work no more. Like, what the fuck? Anyway, um, so we rely on tempo, which is fine. I- I'm glad because this gives tempo a chance to do something. She didn't make the fucking X Men team. Uh, so I had an issue with this because this is straight out of an episode of The Flash. There's a whole ep- it's actually a really good episode from the later seasons, which is rare to say. But one of the later episodes has it's uh, the Flash goes in what's called Flash Time, where he's moving at super speed and everything else is going slow because a yeah. bomb went off and it's it's actively exploding. Yes. So he's going super fast, so time can slow down, so you can figure out how to contain it. And mm-hmm. the whole episode is him trying to figure out how to stop it and then how to keep it contained and what to do and everything mm-hmm. so i'm watching going like this is what happened in the flash <laughs> well yes um but i will also say no because what happens here is they're not trying to stop it yeah and they're not they're not necessarily moving faster than the bomb what tempo does is slows the speed around the bomb like she slows yeah. time down around the bomb itself so basically every second on the bomb is a minute in real time and there's conveniently three seconds left on the bomb i believe yeah so they evacuate the area the marauders jump out and then at the last second kate goes back so that she can um you know do that thing that she could have done to the bomb which is touch fucking tempo and make them both uh what's the word i'm looking for um non tangible intangible um so the the so they can't be hurt they, the bomb just goes through them and then they leave and- okay, so interrupt you for one second. There's a mm-hmm. panel where um the I can't forget his name, the, the forearm guy. Jumbo. Jumbo says, like, oh, you can't hurt me with that because I have like Teflon skin. Yeah, I don't really know Jumbo's power sets too well. I don't I, I think it's true though, because it's one point where he's literally like he's on fire, but he's fine. Yeah, because like um, your head is on fire. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? Like, so it it appears that Jumbo and and listeners, if you're a bigger Jumbo fan than, than us, I'm growing to be a Jumbo fan. Obviously, he's great. Yeah, who who wouldn't be? Um, but yeah, if if somebody wants to chime in on on Twitter and let us know, uh, first what what the fuck all of his powers are, and two, <laughs> um, what are some good Jumbo stories that you would recommend outside of this new Don of X line? Yeah, I, I would love to. I would love to see some um, before Don of X jumbo action. So, like I said, Kate saves Tempo. Uh, everybody is happy. Emma tells everyone, "Listen, you're gonna get your shipment. Give me some fucking time. Uh, I saved your lives. Clearly, that's got to amount for something." Shut up. And uh, yeah, and that's pretty much what they decide. And so then we cut to the other story where the cuckoos have taken what i i forgot this story so the at one point we cut the cuckoos are hanging out with who i thought was fucking boom boom for a second yes <laughs> wait did boom boom get turned to a child i forgot like, i was like what the fuck is going on tempo you messed up <laughs> but uh no she's hanging out with uh i believe wilhelm wilhelmina Vil, yeah wilhelmina uh, so they unlock the traumatic incident, uh, what happened to Wilhelmina, which is that her father uh, sexually abused her. And they find her father and they exact revenge by the cuckoos telling literally te- telepathically, tele- why can't I say the word telepathy today? Telepathically putting into everyone's brain around him and that know him exactly what he did. They don't know how they know it, but they know they it. Know. <laughs> and so then they just leave. And there's this fucking as they leave, he fucking just sick. <laughs> he just jumps out of the he just kills himself. He just jumps to his death, which you know, fuck you. 
e- easily the best part of this issue. Like that oh, was fantastically done. And the and the the look on th- the cuckoos who are just like stone cold killers. They're just walking. They don't even blink. They don't look around. They don't look back. They're nope. just cold and like, nope, you got what you deserved. Uh, and then they come to a gate because they're about to head back to uh, Krakoa because they're in London. And as we recall, England no longer recognizes Krakoa as a sovereign nation. So there's going to be some in- international incidents. So they get to this gate and it's being blocked off by some uh, British people. And uh, the cuckoo's just like, eh, punch yourself in the face. Get out of our way. <laughs> they just make this one fucking bigot punch himself in the face. And then they laugh and then they head away. And then we cut to uh, Boom Boom Wilhelmina telling uh back in madripoor i believe we've gone mm. back to um telling other members of the uh Verendi, little kids hellfire club yeah uh, Verendi, i believe is what they're called i'm looking at it right now i think that's how it's pronounced but anyway she's like i'm done and frankly you should be done too like what are we doing like, this is dumb and she just walks away and then <laughs> and we and kicks him in the nuts <laughs> oh yeah and then he's like no and then she kicks him in the nuts and then she walks away and that's how the book ends except for whatever this like uh fake book is by i did appreciate that, that timely publishing which do you, marvel yeah exactly yeah. so that was pretty cute but i didn't read it i don't know what it's about and i don't really care uh actually stars. i did the same thing but timely is what they call comics in the marvel universe yes. because they don't want to say marvel but well, it's also was the original marvel yeah 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 before marvel became marvel there was well timely. actually um you know actually it was so this is how bad the batch is this week. Wolverine might have been my favorite issue this week. What the fuck? Well, I guess because you don't have that gen. Honestly, this book, I give it three X's because had uh, Sean Cassidy and Emma mm-hmm. reunited, which was cool. You know I'm a sucker for any Kate Lockheed action, so that was cool. Yeah. And, and the art was weird, but there were times when the art was kind of fun. In a way, like so, it was like, I thought the art really was good in the last few pages, but the yeah. first ones, I was like, the first half, I was like, what is this? Why yeah, they were look like an anime character. Yes, there were times where like um there were times where it's really good, but if it if they got too close to a character in the action, it was it had that anime vibe to it. But yeah, there were I think there was some good art in here as well. I, I missed the other artists more, but you know, yeah, do what you get. Do I give it two and a half X's. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Uh, so Wolverine number 15, Josh. Let's get let's go on the way back machine. The last issue, Wolverine was hunting down who took the Marauder boat. And it was revealed that it was Solomon. Solomon? Yes. Solomon, uh, sorry. Solomon, yeah. yeah. Different book. Um, so Solomon, we're not actually getting in this issue his origin story. Whoa, cool. So you actually might want to check it out. Let's see how I was not explaining it. Let's see. So the giant pirate, the Akaroan Akaroan pirate that Wolverine fought last issue, after he kind of beat him basically and said, "Hey, Tommy took the boat." He's like, "It was uh, uh, Solomon." And then you find out that this pirate is the one who raised him as a child. Whoa! So like he took him on his boat, raised him, and he said like he was always the kind of person that like. He would, even no matter how bad I treated him, and you see like how he was raised in a prison, no prison could hold him. He'd always break out of the chains. He'd always break out of the gate. You couldn't really kill him because his skin was was antimantium. So I just exactly. raised him the best I could in the sense of like being a shitty person. Yeah. But he's like more than like me. a real wily motherfucker. Yeah. I said, but more than me, he loved killing. He loved seducing and he loved doing whatever the fuck he wants. He even seduced me once, which is how I lost my nose. Because there's like a big spider thing on his nose. Oh, wow. He doesn't have a fucking nose. This guy cut it off. This Solomon character. We kind of see like for like the next five, six issues ish, how his life with that kid at the time went. And now we cut to today where Solomon is just living it up in a fucking casino, having a great time. And this pirate mutant, this giant blob looking guy has been hunting him down on Earth. So the last thing he saw of him was bashing his head at a casino. And he told Wolverine, I want you to kill him for me because I can't kill him. And he's like, why would I do that? One. And how would I do it? Two. He's like, you want to do it because he took your sword. 
the sword that that one samurai like put his blood and spirit in mm-hmm. he's like he has your sword and he's like no yeah. he doesn't it's in my room he's like go check it <laughs> so it's a fake yeah so remember this guy found a way to go through the Cohen gate sneak on the fucking moon in the summer's house mm-hmm. and take that sword well he doesn't need to because he's technically a mutant isn't he he's an iraqi yeah, he's a mutant. Iraqi, or however they pronounce it I, I, it's yeah. weird he is a mutant yeah. so the pirate dude gave wolverine the other sword because solomon left it in their last fight Mm-hmm. And Wolverine wants to unite the two swords to put the soul of the samurai at rest or whatever. Sure, whatever. <sighs> Again, the best part of this book is the past of this other character. Sure. That's yeah. what kept it really entertaining. So yeah. basically, this guy's like, Yeah, you're going to kill him for me because I want him dead. And it's like, or I could take the sword right now because, of course, this guy has acid blood for some reason. Why not? And he started spilling his blood in the sword, and Wolverine's like, Please stop. Like, that guy respected his soul is in that sword. Yeah. So he's like, all right, cool. Well, if you want everything, go get the sword from him, kill him, and you get this other sword, and you can unite your whatever again. And that's kind of how the book ends, but it wasn't that bad. Like, it was a pretty breezy read. Huh. Yeah, I got the origin of the character who yeah. we noticed immediately was a fun character. Oh, yeah. He he was, he was a scene stealer from the start, man. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, he's an asshole and, you know, a villain, yeah. but he was fun. Definitely. Uh, so cool. I give that book. I, I think for the first time in a while, it gets three X's. I enjoyed wow. it. I give your recap three X's. I thought that was pretty good. I think you did a re- really good job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Children of the Atom number six. But before we get to that, I want to yes, do a, just a quick summary of the issues we passed because we wanted to kind of give a full summary of how we felt about the whole series. Yes. This is the last issue. Mm-hmm. So previously we find out, or the rest of the team found out that uh, what's her name again? Yep. Carmen? Yes. Yeah, guy, boom. Uh Carmen is a mutant. I like the way they did it, that they were fighting these anti-mutant guys. So when the actual X-Men got there and they were all under attack, they used a bunch of anti-mutant technology and they realized these kids aren't being affected by it. Yeah. <laughs> They're absolutely fine. But the only person who is affected was Carmine, which uh, Carmen's are. Um, so they know that she's a mutant. And I really loved in the next issue where Storm is like, hey, we're not mad. Kids trying to figure out who they are is part of growing up. Yes. And it's probably my favorite part of any of these issues is Storm's moment of just like, it's okay to try and figure yourself out. Storm has been, and I'm not surprised because Vita wrote, that one issue i forget what it was maybe it was a marauder's book what yeah, that yeah, issue where, that, yeah. yeah where storm book. goes to wakanda yeah that was vita who wrote that one too so i'm not they've got a real good handle on uh on storm and i, I hope i hope vita gets to write more storm stuff yeah if they do like a storm single series please give it to her or they them like, yeah. that that would be yeah that would be great um so i i love that part and basically she's like hey you guys are cool but under the current Camilla law, we can't really help you. But you, Carmen, you can come to the gala. Yeah. You can come hang out with us, have a good time. You guys are fine, but know your role. You're not mutants. Like, I, I'm happy that she never, like, talked down to them. Yes. That was never been like, you're not mutants, so fuck off. Like yeah. she said, just you're growing and you're learning who you are, which we've said in the reviews, that, like, every issue you find out being a mutant isn't really a lot of their end goals other than the main character yeah cyclops last everyone yeah. just wants to be accepted and they want to be feel whole so then we get to this issue yeah and what happened in it uh can you stuff. do it without preaching or monologuing um no but neither can the book um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so like you said, the the whole crew finds out that Carmen is a mutant. Carmen it has her her uh, invitation to the gala, and the group is mad at her, but not really. I think it's just Buddy that's yeah. mad at, at at her, and the rest of the group is like, uh, "What? What's happening?" And Buddy's upset because she she feels like Carmen's been keeping the fact that she's a mutant secret. And she knows that all she's ever wanted was mutant stuff. And it was honestly, 
just a, a side note, I, I don't really, and I can't, I, I really shouldn't speak on this because I, it's not my lived experience and it is Vita's. So I, I, I'm completely out of line. I'll say that now, but like, it felt weird to me that like this character who we started off by being like, Oh, trans mutant. Is that a thing? Is that like, it started as this like really like uh, existential commentary it, it started like how, how the mutants used to be a, a race thing and and a race what's the word i'm looking for uh Allegory. metaphor and and now you know we're adding other metaphors as far as like uh trans uh individuals uh gay rights all that stuff and i the turn of no i don't i don't identify as a mutant i just was really obsessed with mutants so i wanted to like pretend cosplay as one I don't like that. I don't, it didn't feel good to me. It felt like, it felt like exactly what um, anti-trans people think trans kids are doing is just cosplaying anyway. Like it's a so, phase. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really felt like this was a phase for buddy and not like, no, Carmen, I really feel like I'm a mutant. I just don't think my powers have, you know, like instead of still being like, no, this is who I am inside. I know it's not what the exterior is showing, but this is who I am inside and like still pushing that, that, that metaphor. It, it just turned into like, yeah, you know, I was just, you know, I'm a super fan fan girl or fanboy or whatever they, uh, the message as. definitely got muddy. Yes. And, and, I, and I feel weird saying that because like, I, like I just preface, like this is Vita's wheelhouse, you know, Vita yeah. is, is non, you know, non-binary and and all that all that stuff and and i'm not but i i just it didn't feel that way to me it felt more like oh this kid's just hanging out with the cool kids and that's what they think the cool kids do yeah it, this whole issue especially like okay the gala stuff was nice but very skippable because it's just her meeting people and that's fun that's it is fun uh, so yeah she leaves the group uh they think they 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 don't mend here she storms yeah. away from the group because the group well, the group, not really, buddy, and then not let <laughs> tells her to take off. So she gets, she's got an amazing dress, by the way. Oh, yeah. Like for the gala, Carmen does, which it makes sense because Carmen does all the, all their costumes too for the, the, the team. So, like you said, she shows up at the gala, they walk around. Oh my God, I just noticed Vita is in. So I don't know what, she, what they look like. So I'll, I'll show you. So on the, so okay. So she when Carmen goes through the gate, she meets Storm. The next page when they are at the top of the stairs and there's Rogue talking to Mister Sinister. Mm -hmm. Do you see that? Yeah. On the other side where Nightcrawler is, the person with the backwards hat looks oh, okay. a lot like Vita to me. Oh, okay, cool. So I, I I think I'm pretty sure that's Vita. Um. Anyway, so yeah, like you said, they walk around. Mystique uh, has some words of wisdom. Uh, Carmen meets <clears throat> everyone's favorite Cyclops and, and Marvel girl. Um, yeah, she's just basically walking around. People are are noticing this new person. Because this the, is heaven uh, for her. She's been loving all these mutants, and now she gets to hang out with them at a party. She yes, but she's also very nervous because like these are people who are clearly mutants and they're clearly, you know, like big names and she's well out of place. And she just keeps going through this, this thing. She runs across the uh, people that she helped put into, put into jail, uh, whatever that, that hell, Oh, the hell's bells. She runs yeah. into the hell's bells and she's about to get her ass whooped when none other than Danny shows up, Danny Moonstone and uh, a Moonstar. Now Ooh. I'm doing it. Danny Moonstar shows up and uh Yeah saves her in a walks away kind of gives her a lay of the land she meets eye boy that's a, that's a fun interaction um meets jumbo jumbo comments on how great her dress looks which is fun gets to meet dazzler gets an inner gets a um uh autograph from dazzler and then she pined the next morning she's pining for her friends and wondering what she's gonna do she goes back home I'm just now realizing I don't think I finished this book. I don't know what happens from here, honestly. <laughs> All right, tag. All right, you go in. I don't. Tag. Yeah, I don't think I know what happens after the gala. I think I stopped reading this book. Go for it. All right. So then she, after the gala, because she's missing her friend, she goes back home. 
And now we have a scene, her coming out scene. Well, her oh, dad shit. is I, like, I did finish it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah you so take it. You take it. Though, right. I don't... So basically her parents like, oh, go ahead and tell us. We've known since you were a kid that you're gay or as, yeah. as he said, queer at the time. Yeah. And she's like, no, that's not it. I that's mean, just yes. the metaphor. <laughs> Guys, you're reading too much into the metaphor. I'm giving you a different one. Thank you. <laughs> so then she's like, no, I'm a mutant. And they're like, oh, shit. And there's a moment I actually kind of like where she's like, oh, because I'm a mutant now. You can't love me. Or I have to go away or whatever. He's like, no, no, it's Xavier's politics that are dangerous. Yeah. They're going to put you in days. Like, it's fine that you're a mutant, mm-hmm. but what's happening with the mutants is yeah. scary. Yeah. It's that bald headed motherfucker I don't trust. Yeah. Because again, from the public eye, uh-huh. this mutant that can get in anyone's brain around the world whenever he wants just grew an island took over an entire planet and has an army of mutants that are ready to fight if they have to. Yes. That's scary. Yeah. That is not a school for the gifted. Um, I mean, it that's, kind of is. that's it's Victor a- Von Doom level. <laughs> what is happening over there? Oh my God. What if it, what if Charles is really a, a doom bot this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> We're not going there. But yeah, so they do accept her at the end and say, we'll be here for you. Like, if you want to go to Krakoa and live with strangers, you can. That's your choice. But like, we prefer if you don't. Uh, Then we meet the four Olays again. This is the payoff for the four Olays. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's coming back to me now, too. Uh, The team is fighting them off. They beat them. They're celebrating. And they're kind of like, so what do we do? Now we get to the part of the book where I do feel for the writer because they probably want to lay this out for like three more issues or something like that. And they know it got cut off. But this whole next, what, six pages worth of stuff is fucking awful. Not like it's necessarily bad writing, but it's like three issues worth of writing just jammed into each other. Yeah. And people do not talk like the way they're about to talk. Regular teenagers, especially teenagers. I can't. I can't speak to that because I don't. I don't hang out with teenagers. But if you do, <laughs> if you hang out with teenagers and know <laughs> how I mean, they like, talk, I'm, I'm thinking about in the aspect of when we were younger, which but wasn't that long ago. Mm, we're in our thirties. When we were teenagers, that was a long time. I mean, that was more than. I'm. I'm closer to forty than thirty. You know what I mean? Yes, like, I'm early thirties. Like, let's be honest. It was high school was. I'm rapidly approaching my 20 year. Yeah, high school. high school was 13. Yeah, 13 years ago for me. Yeah. It's like, I know how youngish people fucking talk. <laughs> like, yeah, that's going to be the it's title. Not this I know old. how youngish people talk. I know. I know how the kids talk. <laughs> but like, people, especially kids, are insecure, are not this open in conversations. So when you have characters going like, but I thought you liked Gabe. Yeah. But, you know, she always liked you. Everyone's way too fucking calm and chill in this conversation. I don't care how emotionally immature you are. If you're a teenager, it's not like this. But it all yeah. fell into the, place so easily. These are, that's the word there. These are the most well-adjusted, <laughs> uh, emotionally put together, mature, apparently years in therapy and conflict resolution training teenagers yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Because we just had five issues worth of the writer telling us how all these kids are not really emotionally mature and how they are confused and feel lost. And then in in five pages, we have the most mature kids in the world that know how to handle every situation. And just for listeners, the gist of it is Carmen and Bobby, Bob, buddy, buddy. uh, Mm -hmm. They admit that they have feelings for each other and they kiss. That's the the gist of it. And they're going to keep being a team. Kiss the girl. So, yeah, again, and as a, as a whole, I give this issue two X's, I guess. Yeah, I gave it two X's, too. But as to a whole, as a series as a whole, when it comes down to it, what a lot of people forget about media in general is not everything's made for you. Oh, 100%. And we've yeah. said that from the start with this yes. book. This but, is not for us. But I think just from the view of a reader and someone who loves comics and personally I love writing and and breaking down writing skills. I don't think this book was the best well made. No, no I, I I don't necessarily have a problem with the actual writing. The dialogue is obviously pretty unbelievable, but 
and if you you could pretty much say that for every comic really if you think about it sure yeah um but i would say my biggest issue is the plot you know what i mean like it's too it's too big of a plot for this one book there should have been a story with three kids i think rather than a whole big. oh my god yes if you had three kids and a way to develop those three that would have been much better and i can pick the three give me buddy yeah. Give me Gabe. Yep. And give me Carmen. Those two Same other thing. ones whose names I don't know. Fuck them. I don't want to see them. Give again. me Buffy, Xander, and Willow. Yes. You start the show with Buffy, Xander, and Willow. Yep. Everyone else comes in naturally if there's yep. time and there's room. Yep. Then one yep. gets a DUI. <laughs> one lives happily ever after. One can't find out how they met their mother. <laughs> at band camp. So, yeah, that was, that was, uh, Children of the Atom. Um, like I said, I want the writer to write more stuff. Oh, 100%. I just feel like the message in this book got muddied mm. while it was also a little bit on the nose. Yeah. That's while the being best way kind of, of confusing. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. And hey, if this book helps someone in the trans community feel accepted or feel heard, fucking awesome. Fucking right on, dude. Go read this book then. If that makes you feel heard and some a character is going through something that you've been through, awesome. I'd, I'd love to see that. But as just a general reader, yeah, I don't think this was the strongest book. And I do want to see these characters again. I want to see where they go. I don't want them to just disappear in the background. But I feel like there's no resolution for all of them. Because again, out of the three main characters we mentioned, I feel like I know nothing new about the other three in the background or two, two more. Yeah. In the background. And I feel like what happened to their friend and the accident he was in, and maybe he's a mutant and no one wants to know, like a lot of things just dropped. I don't know if the book was canceled or if it was planning six issues, but it it feels like it was canceled and they wanted to wrap it up. Kind of like X factor, how that last issue felt kind of rushed, but yeah, that's my two cents. So next up, we're going to go on to X-Force number 22, another uh, book that we've been critical about. Yeah, and 100%. And I think, help. yeah, I still have, I have this book. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I made no attempt to read this book. It's not even downloaded on my iPad right now. So <laughs> really? <laughs> I made no attempt to read this book, apparently. Oh, God. Wait, are you serious? Did you read it? <laughs> no, I didn't. Look, no. X-Force, can you see X-Force? Oh, it's doing a weird thing. Yeah, X-Force 22 is right there. Uh-huh. And that little uh, arrow symbol, that means I haven't downloaded it. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> even downloaded this fucking book. That's but great. I'll do it now, and you can tell me about it. I'll, I'll follow along. Okay, so... In this issue, we have Zeno meeting this guy, Dr. Bloodroot, because we're subtle in this world. Um, and he's telling him, Hey, we see your pain and we want to help you. So basically his wife got hooked on Krakoan medication, which is something when I first opened, I'm like, that's kind of an interesting concept. Like what if people believe they're trying to get regular humans hooked on their medicine? So you become dependent on Krakoa Mm -hmm. rather than like, Oh, we would like the medicine. No, we need the medicine Mm -hmm. because we're getting hooked. That's an interesting idea. That's where the interesting ideas just leave. So, Zeno offers this guy saying, hey, we're going to take down the mutants. You're going to help me. And I'm like, okay, should I know this character? I don't really recognize him. Cut to Sage and Beast observing people getting stuff spiked in their food, spiked in like flowers and this random pollen going inside different people. And I'm again, I'm like, did I miss a fucking issue? Should I know what this is? Turn the page and there's, I'm just going to say Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing? Yeah, tied to a, a very, chair. It's got a very man thing uh, look to it too. Okay, look at a picture of man thing. Look at a picture of swamp thing, and tell me which yeah. one he looks like. Oh yeah, I, yeah, he's more swamp thing for sure. But he is manslaughterer. I'm sure there's some kind of old school character that I don't remember. But like, also, most people, if I don't know this character, there's a good chance most fucking people don't know this character. To be honest. Like most people don't know who Man Thing is, let alone this motherfucker. So I'm no, looking no, no, at this no. going, I, okay. This, his name, this person. I don't think this person's name is. Oh wow, it is. Yeah, Manslaughter. That is his name. That's fucking okay. Whatever. So he sounds like a '90s character, 
that got lost in history. Whatever, fine. So Beast, being Beast, a psychopath, cuts off his fingers while asking him to see if he can control them from afar. So naturally, he's like, you cut my fingers off. What the fuck? And he literally says, I'm not some plant you can prune. And he's like, no, you actually are. And in Beast's logbook, he talks about the, I can never say his word, but the Forelic, Forelic network mm-hmm. and how this character can use it. And he leaves a note saying, Black, to- Black Tom Cassidy seems like an ideal candidate for Batum experimentation. Beast, just fucking stop. Can you please stop for the love of God? You're not going to test Tom Cassidy with this guy's plant stuff because he can control plants from a distance and everything. Please stop. Anyway, we continue where we see the character who lost his wife in the beginning. We find out he's also a plant creature and he took the cult of X and put his seeds in their body. Okay, wait a second. What now? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it did come from his crotch. It's tentacles that came from his crotch out of a giant hole. He shoved it in their mouth and other holes in their body. Okay. Now he can control them. So oh, I'm looking at it. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at it. That's uh, yeah. yeah. I feel like I need to click something that I'm 18 or older before I can yeah. look at this. Here's the thing. Both these characters, if you look up Swamp Thing, he looks like Manslaughter. If you look up the in DC, the Forelic Man is a character who looks very similar to this character, depending what iteration you're looking at, mm-hmm. who has very similar power. So I'm like, why the fuck? Or Swamp Thing and Forelic Man, because I love the Swamp Thing book. I've read the Alan Moore run, mm-hmm. the Scott, Scott Snyder and Charles Soule runs were awesome. Fantastic stuff. But I feel like I'm reading that kind of book in a much worse area of the world. So this happens, and now because they have Krakoan plant DNA inside them, they can go through the portal. So he sends them to attack Krakoa. So then we cut to manslaughter meeting Kakoa himself and like going through his mind to see everything that the Kakoan plants can see and what's happening with them in the swamp thing book there's a thing called the green which is mm-hmm. where all of swamp things powers come from and it's a big root that goes throughout the world and you can see anything through it and i'm like now they're going through the green what the fuck is going on <laughs> so now weird. i'm just getting frustrated while i'm reading the book so eventually you have some characters on Krakoa fighting off the cult members while they shoot out plant shit from their mouth. We cut to not Swamp Thing going to not the Frolic Man at the grave of his wife. Then he raises his wife from the dead using plants and they have a whole big fight. Eventually, of course, they win the fight. The Frolic Man fades away into the ground, but Manslaughter says he's probably not dead. He's just kind of growing back later but when he fell on the ground all the people he infected passed out or died i don't really know if they're dead or not it's not super clear and then not man thing leaves that's basically it yeah that's um i have no fucking clue man (laughs) that was the issue and i was blown away by this because i was like what the fuck did i just read did, did he have like a, a a denied pitch for Swamp Thing and then said, I'm going to put it in? Because guess what? Guess what, Mr. Percy? So do I. I have a denied pitch for Swamp Thing. You're not special. So, Master is better. I'm sure it's it parasite is. Parasite taking the green energy. Don't anyway, say, hey, 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 hey. Don't give it away. Don't <laughs> give that shit away for free. People can subscribe to our Patreon if they want that shit. <laughs> our non-existent uh, Patreon. Um, I, I, oh, yeah. I give it two X's. I was not happy. I the story you just described to me, I give one X, but your your version of it, I give three yeah. X's. Obviously, it's great. This well whole thing, this whole fucking series is so bonkers. Dude, Benjamin Percy does something where he just expects you to remember these characters in like a year. Yeah, um, it's like you didn't lay any groundwork. You just gave me a random story. You gave me yes, thank you. I, I'm glad I'm seeing your face while you look at these pictures. It's it, I'm yeah. I, I've looked at the pictures. What you're seeing right now on my face is I looked up manslaughter, um, and he is an old character 
if this is even the same one, there was a character named Manslaughter that used to be on the Defenders back in the 80s. But at no point in this marvel.fandom.com article about this particular Manslaughter, does it mention anything about his current run-in with the mutants? So yeah, I, I don't, have no idea where this came from. Yeah, I don't know. This whole Maybe. entire story came from out of the fucking blue. Oh, hey, look. Manslaughter was confirmed to be a mutant in Defender Strange Heroes number one in the Manslaughter. <laughs> That's a connection. That. Look at that. He's a mutant. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have no fucking clue. No fucking clue. Um, oh, because in the issue, he does reference that he was part of, he was forcefully part of Weapon X. Oh. Yeah, he did mention that. I forgot. Yeah, he did mention that. Or Weapon Plus, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not in here either. But um, if this <laughs> is the same it? person, uh, yeah, I have no idea. I, I Maybe we missed a fucking issue, dude, honestly. I have to go back. I have to go back and check because I don't think we did. But this, it, like, this issue was just awful because it just felt very very random and i don't what know let me number was this what number back. was this 22 okay no, no, so i have be... i have x-force 21 here and and i'll cut this if this is is it downloaded it's just downloading right now shut up um, but it claims i've read this book yeah no we're not it just dropped us in a fucking random event like like imagine reading the marauders issue you just read but you start after after he explained where everything came from. You yeah. just start with the bomb in the incident. <laughs> well, okay. So what happens, it looks like, in number 21 is when they meet this manslaughter character. He, come, it's, um, he comes out of the ocean when they're like all these creatures are attacked. Like ocean life is attacking everybody. And he comes out to save some people. Yeah, Did I, we miss I, an issue? I think we forgot to read this issue. Because uh, even though it's marked as red on my end, none of this looks familiar. None of this sounds familiar whatsoever. Oh, yeah. And like legit man thing is actually in this issue, too. Oh, we did. I did not read anything man thing. No, I think. All right. Was. Sorry, listeners. Maybe I, I want to hold off my review then because maybe it makes sense if I read the last fucking issue. Apparently, do you want me to cut? this whole thing no 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 leave it in fuck it all right yeah i i will for the first time ever in this podcast history withhold my review actually withhold my ranking rating yeah and read the last issue and i'll report back we're not going to review number 21 we're not going to waste precious air we do not go backwards on x force no 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 no. but we will read it and 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 see where we so maybe hey mr percy you know what maybe i was a little too hard probably not but maybe i was a little too hard I'll judge on the last issue. <laughs> I'm not saying the story makes sense, but at least the character was introduced. <laughs> yes, yeah, so at least it came from somewhere. <laughs> and maybe we'll find so, yeah, out. Yeah, guys, that was the batch for today. Um, would you call it batch? would you call it the bad batch? Uh no, okay. because that's a good show. Okay. It's very good, actually. Okay, my bad. Sad. That's my good bad. stuff. I said I'm sa- I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry I even brought it up. You should watch the bad batch. No, I shouldn't. Yeah, you should. It's good. All right, cool. All you right, don't right, have to right, watch right, Clone right. Wars. Like, you right. appreciate it more if you've watched Clone Wars, but you don't have to watch Clone Wars. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you crying from it, actually. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I'm a very All right, guys. Person Thank these you days. so much for listening. Um, so we have some stuff planned out coming soon. Yeah. Some of the stuff we announced on the 50th episode, we're going to start seeing uh, seeing those pop up soon. So. Get excited, get ready, get ready for Inferno. Yes, baby. Do I'm excited. Tell, do you want to tell the folks what we're planning or do you want to? No, not yet. All right. Well, I get them ready in case we get fucked up and don't do That's it. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'm very excited for this uh, upcoming Inferno stuff. Um, yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to it. We here at the Don of X podcast are. I think like at least a week and a half, if not two week, two full, two full weeks behind right now, or at least I am probably two I, weeks. Yeah. So if there is Inferno stuff happening right now, I don't know what it is. So, but uh, yeah, I'm really excited for moving forward. I'm really excited what the trial of Magneto is going to be. There's a lot of good stuff happening still. Uh, it's just not at these, it's just not in these books apparently. Yeah. It's not this. <laughs> 
All right, guys, on that positive note, Josh, where can they find you? Okay, so uh, you can find me on the internet, uh, specifically Twitter. I'm at xbrarian. It's librarian with an X. The way you started that was okay. So here's the thing: like you were okay. gonna give me like directions that didn't make so a lot of sense. So what you, I was literally gonna do. So what you want to do is you want to download the Twitter app. Is really what I was gonna do, but then I talked myself out of it. Uh, but you can also go to www.kerkoaradio.com and find all the stuff you possibly want. I mean, you have to put the W. W yes W dot dot and then go from there Krakoa radio and then do another dot yeah and then com c o m c o m ooh fuck that's why I got that website yeah it's not it's not dot gov no I know you think yeah that's why I put it yeah <laughs> Biden the Biden administration told me I'm not allowed to do it so right they ruin everything tell me about it player <laughs> tell me where's my right, student go. loan forgiveness Biden. Anyway, uh, Nick, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me at Madman3005 with the same handle on Instagram because I'm using my Instagram a little more than usual. So Instagram and Twitter, it's Madman3005. All right, guys. Until next time, we will see you next time. This has been a Krakoa Radio production.